Okay, guys, this, this is, is our mad. third. This is our third take, and I'm already recording. Chris, by the way, uh, oh, this is our man. third take, and this is At the third just episode. The intro. And this At is just the intro. <laughs> third episode, third season, third take. Whew! Hopefully, third time's a charm. And today. We're going to be talking about, or in this episode, because a lot of you are listening to all of them at the same time, which is pretty cool. Uh, this one is about content repurposing. We just covered content creation in episode two, and now we're going to be talking about, like, literally, we just decided, hey, let's talk about this in episode three, because it's top of mind for us right now, and a lot of people are doing it very well. Some people maybe not so well. So why don't you first take this and, and just describe to people in case they don't know, what is content repurposing and, and why should we think about maybe doing it? Yeah, look, content repurposing is ultimately taking one piece of con that you've, content that you've already created and published somewhere online in any particular format or medium and then kind of not necessarily rehashing it but rejigging things a certain way to be able to present it in another particular format so a perfect example would be going from a podcast episode into a video or into a blog post or into a or vice, info ver- vice versa i mean there's or vice versa yeah 101 there's ways a- to do it Absolutely. And the reason why we want to do this, there's a few reasons. Number one, first and foremost, is that, you know, it takes a certain amount of time to come up with content ideas in the first place, which we discussed in the last episode. So it's important to try and make the most of that time that we've invested already in coming up with the idea and the flow for that piece of content to begin with. The second reason is, you know what? The chances are that particularly if the piece of content is quite dated, it probably needs a little bit of a rehash. You want to dust it off a little bit, bring it back up to, Mm. you know, everyone's, uh, you know, know in in into kind of you know everybody's thought process and lastly and this is really the one of the reasons why i love to repurpose my content as much as i do is that you will be very surprised at just how much of a new audience base you can find by repurposing your content there are clearly people in my community pat i'm sure it's the same with yours and everybody else that's listening in who would rather read my blog listen to my podcast or rather listen to my podcast than watch my videos who would rather watch my videos than read my blog and vice versa and vice versa so you know it's it's kind of like you can't please all the people all the time but this is about as close as you're going to get i think what says the university of mr flynn (laughs) so there's that repurposing literally taking a piece of content and and using that same content in a different way chris talked about you know recording a podcast episode then turning into a video so you can actually put the audio into a video and then have slides for example lay on top of it or just pictures of us if you wanted to if you just wanted to have that content also up on youtube for example (laughs) or you can go the other way around take a blog post get the transcript for it and then now you have the text, and you can do different things with that text. That could be a blog post. It can be a, a transcript within that audio file, show notes, uh, or you can take snippets of it and turn that into, you know, and this is sort of sort of micro-repurposing, and that's taking bits and pieces of things and turning them into other things. Now with social media, it's very useful to do this because you can have that micro-content promote the bigger content. So taking, for example, you know, maybe, you know, we do an interview with somebody, and you take the best quotes from them, you pull those out and you put those onto social media cards. Maybe you even put that person's face on that card and then you link to the 
podcast episode or the blog yep. post or the video where that yep. quote came from. That that can also become something that you can continually push out there over time. You can put it into something like Edgar uh, or CoSchedule to have it be automated over time to continually work for you to promote that thing over time. Because the, 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 And the big reason for me for doing this is, guys, we work so hard on, on, on not only coming up with the ideas for our content, but actually creating it. And anybody who's created a podcast episode, you know that it takes hours, especially if you're doing all the bits and pieces by yourself or writing a blog post. It's not just something you can come up with on the fly. You have to put some time and effort into creating it. And it's a lot of it's a load of work. Videos even more with all the equipment and the lighting. And it's just a ton of stuff. Right. But what are most people doing? They're creating one piece of content. They're putting it out there, maybe tweeting about it every once in a while. But then they move on to the next piece of content and not giving that content a chance to even be found from, like you said, people who want that kind of content on platforms where that content doesn't exist yet. So you're now able to share that information with them on different platforms where people are at because you can't choose where a person can listen can listen to. You you have to be on where they want to uh where where they want to consume content, right? It's not our choice to tell people, "Hey, you know what? In order to listen to this stuff, you got to you got to in order to consume this content, you have to uh you know, listen to the podcast. A lot of people will, but somebody who doesn't like listening to podcasts, you're never going to convince them. Uh, and so you got you to gotta repurpose your stuff so that the content that we spend so much time creating gets out there for those yeah, Not only that, but, but I say, you know, we live in a, you know, a progressive, um, quick moving, fast developing world where time has become money more than ever before. People's span of attention is at uh, an absolute minimum, uh, particularly if they what? can, you know, they uh, say so what, what, what? what did you say? Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I had no idea what you just said. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, that was good. Well done, Pat. Thanks. Tried. I tried. Uh, my follow up wasn't as good. No, so terrible. let's scratch that and move on. Yeah. Shaking it off, shaking it off. So, um, no, what, what I, what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, we're scanners, you know, we are scanners of content, even video content. You know, you go into YouTube now, you can click one side of the video and boom, you're 10 seconds further or 10 seconds yeah. back. We listen the to scanning. a podcast five times as fast. Exactly. Like and so, you know, I like the idea of, of being able to also take the content journey to the next level as well. And, you know, one great way that I've done this just recently was uh, I did a blog post on Brexit as a Brit, obviously close to my heart. Uh, and, you know, I was starting to hear from a lot of my fellow British entrepreneurs, you know, is this something to be concerned about? How do we handle the change that's going to come about with this referendum when it comes into play in 2018? What do we do? Bup, 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 bup. So obviously I did a very topical blog post about it, which did very, very well and was shared hundreds of times on social media. But I took it one step further, knowing that there was going to be a lot of questions on this, particularly on how people can actually beat Brexit and take it up to the next level. Um, I put together a content upgrade based on the content on the blog post itself and just went deeper with five action steps the British entrepreneurs can take to ultimately beat Brexit. And obviously it's been downloaded hundreds and hundreds of times. So you can take something that you've 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 had as a blog, move it one step further and turn it almost into like a little mini worksheet slash, you know, slash seminar kind of thing and, and really provide that as additional content as well, all based on a blog post. I will say though, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is how I feel about it, Pat. If I had to pick one piece of content to begin with. 
in terms of the original right. piece of content. Like what's the first domino? Like what? Yeah, exactly. And then knowing full well that I'm going to repurpose this specific piece of content, I would go with video. Video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I would go with video with me in front of the camera because from a personal branding perspective, that's key. It'll position me as an expert on whatever I'm talking about. It'll also mean that I can, let's say I, let's say for example, it's a 10 minute video that I record. I can then cut that up into two or three blocks and put, you know, uh, shorter videos on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I can then go ahead and maybe rip out the top, like you said earlier on, the top three or four talking points, turn those into social media images. I can even rip out the entire audio and turn that into a podcast episode, which I've done several times before. Uh, with my Facebook live videos, I've ripped the audios and just prefaced the podcast episode by saying, hey, this is the audio from a Facebook live video that I did last month. It was great. Everybody loved it. I know you will too. Click the play button and we move on and so on and so on and so on. Video without a doubt is the way that I would begin, but we're not always going to do that, right? Because sometimes we'll be creating content that we might not necessarily think that we're going to repurpose further down the line. Right, right. I mean, I think there is one thing you have to be careful about when you do what you just said. And I agree with you. Video, definitely the first place you want to start if you are able to do that. Because there's so many other kinds of content that can come from that. Like you said, you can rip out the audio. Then, of course, from there, you can take the transcript. And then from the transcript, you could do different things with it. You could even yeah. put a bunch of transcripts together and turn that into a book or pieces of transcripts into a book. I mean, there's multiple things that you can do. But the one thing I will say is that I've listened to not yours, but many different podcasts that have taken audio from live streams, from their YouTube videos, that being the primary source of the content, and listening to just the audio. There are parts where I feel like I'm I'm being left out as disconnected. A, as, a list, yeah. as a listener because yeah. for two reasons. If it's coming from live, a lot of times they'll address comments and questions from the audience oh okay leave your comment or hey answer this question for me one or two and of course if i'm listening to a podcast and it's not live i can't do that and so there's a disconnect there and um, if it's coming from a youtube video and it's a demonstration oh here on this board what board i can't see any board i'm done right right? so be careful when you do that i think you do a great job of making sure that you at least in the edits that I hear from you, um, you're not mentioning anything that people should be looking at or seeing. Well, I think what it is actually is that when I when I plan for a live, you know, a, a live piece of content, let's say it's a Facebook live video for one of example, when I plan for that piece of content, I have a pretty good understanding or a pretty good feeling whether or not I'm going to be repurposing that content at some point in the future. So what I do is actually I address it up front live and I'll be very upfront and very yeah, transparent that, with them and say, hey, guys, actually. I really yeah, I really appreciate you being with me today here live on Facebook. Just so you know, the content the content that I'm about to share with you is actually going to be repurposed for my YouTube channel or it's going to be repurposed for my podcast. So what I'm going to do is as and when I kind of hit the go button here on the content and, and all the tactics I'm going to share, I probably won't address you for the next 10 minutes or so, the next 15 minutes. Just get your notebooks out. You're going to need them because I'm going to be sharing lots of great content with you. And when I'm done and I've wrapped up my kind of little training session here that I'm going to give you, I'll then go ahead, hit that record button one more time so it stops, and I'll be able to address you again as a live audience and answer any questions you may have. People eat that 
up because not only are they getting a scoop on content that you're going to be sharing with your community further down the line, but now they actually get you directly after to answer any questions which your podcast listeners won't. And they know it's coming and they're going to be nice and quiet during the workshop, taking notes probably. And then as soon as it's done – Probably you're getting comments like, dude, that was amazing. That was Absolutely. awesome. Like, can't wait and to And I'll tell it. you why. They're focused, Pat. That's the thing. They're focused on me for that 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. And because they're focused on me and, they, and, and, and I'm not cutting up what I'm discussing and the points that I'm making by interacting with the audience that's live, they can become even more focused in on me and what I'm sharing. And therefore, they think it's that much more great than it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I share great stuff. We all do. But if somebody's really focused in on what you're saying, it does instantly become incrementally better because they're consuming it the way that it should be Plus, it's live, so it's like, dang, that was impressive. Uh, (laughs) And and beyond that, it's also just you're building a relationship with them in the almost most intimate form possible, which is sort of in person and you're sharing your expertise. I mean, talk about building a personal brand. I mean, that's why live video is so great. And also you're kind of taking people behind the scenes as you do it without uh, removing any content uh, quality for the eventual listener or, or viewer who is gonna be watching this later. So I love I love that strategy. And what I love about that is is essentially what we should always be doing is that managing the expectations of those who are following us and making sure to always be serving them no matter where they're at. And I love how you're kind of multi-doing that with all the different audiences from that one piece of content that you're creating. You know, there's another person who I know is doing very well with starting with live video, and that is Shalene Johnson. Shalene mm-hmm. uh, was a guest on the Social Media Examiner podcast and also the closing keynote at Social Media Marketing World too. And she talked a little bit about how she did this. And she starts with a live video. You can actually listen to that podcast episode. She goes more in depth with this. But she starts with live video and she has her team do most of this. Live video then turns into uh, video, essentially, that, that, that gets put onto a video platform. Uh, and then it gets put into a podcast. Uh, then it get it, it gets ripped out and turned into a blog post, um, and and actually a lot of it uh, comes from um, you know Facebook Live obviously, but she actually has a lot of content come from other live platforms um, and and stories on on Instagram and things like that and Snapchat. I mean she's a, she's a big Snapchat person. Um, yep. she's just amazing at starting in one place and just keeping it going. And she also, like we talked about in the last episode, does what I do in terms of, okay, focusing on, okay, what is the purpose of the content that I'm creating related to a particular course? Recently, she came out with something related to a a, a diet program, beta program that she was coming out with. And all of her snaps, all of her content, all of her podcast episodes were all supporting that and doing it in many different ways. She's a master at what you know she calls, and I know you know about, is this sort of infomercial formula and using today's technology to do that. And actually, the one big thing I remember picking up from that keynote was uh, was she actually outperformed. She, she has um, she's a fitness person for those of you who don't know, and she has these programs that you can see commercials for, like late night on television for for something called Pio, which is like Plyo and yoga, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. together, and it's a really famous program. Um, she had a initial launch with millions of dollars spent in sort of like a studio format to sell this program, and it, and it tanked. She took the same concepts and told the producers, "Hey, I'm just going to do this myself. I'm going to record it on my phone." 
and I'll show you how much better this will work than your million dollar setup. And she just did it herself in her own home and that became the, the commercial. And she killed, she crushed the numbers by just doing it herself on video and just being her. And um, she goes through this whole formula. But the big thing again was take advantage of live video now because as soon as the big brands like her million dollar studio people catch on, we're going to have to start paying for it, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. now's the time to get involved with live video because you have your own studio available for your own audience and you can build these relationships with them like no yep. other platform right now and repurpose that content like like we were talking about earlier. So I will say with Shaleen, I mean, she has it down now to a fine art i mean it's a machine is it's it's the shaleen machine uh and and i think that was good come on give me props on that oh i i was giving it to you okay good (laughs) i you know i need i need to be kind of you know reminded how awesome i am there you go (laughs) oh gosh i'm gonna get flack on twitter over this i can see but i mean i i i think that it's important to understand um, and, you know, to bring it back to reality here is it doesn't need to go that big straight away. You can, and this is what I suggest you do everybody. And Pat, I'm curious to see uh, what you say on this as, as a kind of a closing talking point slash strategy here. What I would suggest you did, if you haven't got active on repurposing any of your content up to this point, what I would suggest you do is this. I would suggest you sign in to your Google Analytics or whatever platform you're using to check out what are your most popular pieces of content on your, on your site. And I would then sort of look at the top 10 pages or you know podcast episodes, blog posts, whatever they are that people are visiting and take those as a kind of a starting point yep. to begin with. You don't have to create anything um, new to start. No, 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 not at all. And take the ones that are working well for you already – Turn that blog post into a video, stick it up on YouTube. Turn that podcast into a slide deck, slip it up on SlideShare. Turn that podcast episode into a blog post, stick it up on your blog, and so on and so on and so on. Just one little piece of additional content created out of each piece of content in your top 10 list will will support you and help your efforts straight out of the gate. And it's about starting small and then building it up with processes yeah. and all that kind of stuff as you get a little bit more serious about it all. But the fact is you can get going today with this. This isn't something that requires a huge team to get I started. Like I think people should take action on that right now. Go into your analytics, find the top posts, go into your host account for your podcast, find the top episodes and start there for sure. And I wanna, I wanna uh, encourage you to take it one more step further and that is take something small from that original piece of content and turn that into a social media post of some kind. Um, even if it's, for example, a video, just taking a little snippet of that video and putting that into a 60 second Instagram, for example, is something Huge. that you can easily do. And then of course, mention the bigger episode and pick the best part and, and tease that and, and invite people to come over and listen to the rest. And, and it works really, really well. If you're doing quote, quote cards, if you interviewed somebody, or maybe you just have a really cool thing that, you know, maybe you go into those old blog posts, for example, and you find that people are, are, are commenting on that topic about one particular part. Take that particular part and just turn that into a social media post on Facebook and just 
literally rehash that same exact thing because it obviously resonated with people and then just use that to again promote the thing or if you're going to create an even smaller piece of content maybe a quote that somebody said in a podcast use a tool like canva to just make it look really nice in a very short period of time put that quote up there put the episode number and then link to it when you share it on instagram and twitter or wherever else you have um, there's so many ways to just make use of the stuff that you already have. Um, you're going to be probably very surprised at how much more work you're doing than you need to to, you know, <laughs> promote stuff and and get success. Because we're all on the con- content hamster wheel, right? We all feel like we need to create new stuff, but we also need to go back and utilize our old stuff too. Couldn't agree more. What a great way to wrap up the show. Um, God, what a great session as well. Can I just say how yeah. how that was a really that was good, good session? Like, I'm kind of funky. Yes, for the third time. Uh, But no, I I kind of I feel like I'm also jazzed about the opportunity of being able to even look into this further for myself and for my businesses as well. I know it's an ongoing thing for you, Pat. Um, For me, I think it's probably come in in kind of troughs and peaks and in waves in the past where I've really zoned in on it for a month or so. And then I've done nothing for months and months and months on it. Um, but I, I like the idea of maybe putting that Shaleen machine into place uh, a nice, little Chris, bit more nice. than I really do. So good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, I would put it in your schedule, everybody to do one repurposing sort of sequence per month, just to start. Yeah. Right. One, one a yeah. month. Keep it simple yeah. and, and see what happens from there. I guarantee you, you're going to see some really cool results that were uh, not there before. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, speaking, speaking of results, coming up in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how we did not get results. <laughs> the lack thereof, yes. <laughs> the lack thereof of results. In fact, this is one that we've actually been we, – we've been kind of asked to record something on this for a while, and we haven't gotten around to it. We're doing it now um, in regards to our failures, our worst business failures, how they happened, mm. why they happened, and how we recovered from them. I've got a couple to share. Yeah, Pat has a couple to if share. If we could really talk about all of our failures, I mean at least my portion of the show – if we weren't on a time crunch here, it would probably be at least a 24-hour episode. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. And I'm sure it's the same for you. Actually, no. Oh, it's without a doubt. Well, I mean, it would be longer because uh, I've been in business for myself That's true. longer than you have. It. It, is, it is what it is. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into the One Day Business Breakthrough uh, podcast. You know that we always admire and appreciate your attention. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button, whatever podcast, listening app, device, thingy-majiggy that you are using to tune in. Um, And uh, don't forget to rate and review. We're all about the ratings and the reviews. Um, Pat, any passing words of wisdom from you this time around? Uh, No, just uh, play on the next episode and we'll see you there. That's that's pretty good. We'll do that. <laughs>